Okay, ready to uh, get into week uh, four here of spring ball. Two weeks to go um, this week, and obviously culminating next week with the spring game. And so that gives us uh, four practices, a scrimmage, and the spring game uh, left. And uh, our, you know, so far, very good work, a lot of progress. Um, just uh, got to keep uh, taking steps forward with each practice and and uh, see where we're at at the end of this whole thing. And then we'll get uh, get ready for the next phase, which would be uh, summer conditioning. So that's where we're at. Questions? Okay, thank you. We'll start off from Hans Olsen, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Hey, coaches, you mentioned over 120 players for this spring ball. Has it been as hectic to manage those numbers as you thought or more simple? You, know, you still have to be within your 20 hours, which we, which we are. But, but uh, more up, more reps on the field for uh, you know for the excess of guys, and and uh, it seems to have worked out very well. Now, the uh, you know there's a lot of the vets that uh, are you know have played a lot of good football for us have not gotten as many reps as as the younger guys. But that's by design, and that's pretty much the case every spring. You you got a handful of guys that have that have uh, played a lot of football for you that just don't need the, the, the amount of reps that uh, some of the younger guys do. So it's been about the same dose. We just have more reps to, to go around because of the, the more uh, bigger volume of numbers. We'll go next to Trevor Allen, KSLSports.com, followed by Austin Facer of ABC4. Kyle, how, how's that move been with uh, Kane Savage and Ben Renfro moving over to wide receiver during spring ball? Is that looking like something that is going to stick, or you still want to see how how that goes for the next couple of weeks? The latter. We'll, we'll continue that uh, throughout the remainder of spring ball, then make a decision. Uh, Ben's been unable to practice for a couple of weeks now with a minor injury, and so his his progress has been slowed. But but Kane has been out there every day and and uh, actually had a visit with Kane. Uh, right in the middle of spring ball, about the two and a half week mark and, and checked in and saw, you know, see how things were going with him. And he was eager to, to continue down the path and, and stay at wide receiver, at least through spring. So, so those two guys will be uh, finishing up spring ball at wide receiver. And again, Ben should be back this week. Uh, like I said, he's missed f uh, three or four or five practices, uh, but he should be back this week. Next up, Austin Fazer, followed by Cole Bagley, Daily Utah Chronicle. Hey, Kyle, um, I know it's about a week away or more, actually, um, but how's it going to feel, you know, to have fans back in the stadium for the first time at the spring game? Well, it'll be great. And, uh, we're anticipating 6,500, and so uh, not everyone will get to go. Typically, we get about 10,000 for the spring game, but uh, it's a step in the right direction, and uh, just hoping that uh, we're at full capacity in the fall. That may be a little optimistic, but that's, that's what we're hoping for. Next is Cole Bagley, followed by Jeff Call of the Deseret News. Good morning, Coach. How are you? Morning, Cole. Good. I'm just wondering, um, how would you describe uh, Brent Keithy's talent and contributions to the team? Uh, first of all, he's an extremely talented young man. He's not. Uh, he's more of a hybrid than he is a tight end. He's he doesn't have the uh, prototypical tight end size. You know, he's six two and a half, about two hundred and thirty pounds, and so more of an H back. Uh, actually played running back in high school. So that, that was his background when he got to the program was, was as a running back. But uh, extremely talented, uh, 
catches the ball exceptionally well, runs great routes, elusive in the open field, as you've seen many times over the last couple of years. And he's a big weapon for us. And and uh, he hasn't been practicing much as of late. He's got a little ailment going on that that shouldn't be uh, an issue long term, but but uh, hasn't had a lot of work this spring. He was out early in spring uh, for practice and then uh, has been shut down for a while. So so he hasn't been uh, a part of what we're doing, but but uh, he'll be a big part of what we're doing this fall. Next, we'll go to Jeff Call. Uh, Kyle, I know it's been a while, but uh, what do you remember about recruiting uh, Britton Covey? Britton Covey, um, first of all, it was a projection. He was a quarterback in high school and a very good quarterback. And uh, we knew that that wasn't going to be his, uh, his uh, position in college, but thought he could be an outstanding receiver. And, uh, you know, I've known the Covey family for literally – 45 years, you know, we've been, uh, grew up in the same neighborhood and, and uh, knew Britt's grandfather very well and, and of course, Britt's dad. And so it's been a relationship for, for many, many years. But uh, we uh, I, we just had a belief in Britt that, that he could play Division One football as a wide receiver and uh, even more certain that he could be a returner. He was such a terrific returner. And so it was a... Uh, just a typical recruiting process, although uh, he didn't have – I didn't think he had nearly as many uh, people interested in him as he should have. I, th- I think they discounted him because of his size, a lot of the, the schools, and, and uh, shouldn't have because he's, uh, he's a playmaker, and we're excited to have him on our team for the last and like, to, years. And to follow up with that, um, has recruiting kids from Utah County changed in the time that you've been at Utah? And if so, how? It sure has. Uh, it used to be – pretty much a fence around Utah County and you, and you couldn't get in on those guys. And now uh, we've had a lot of success with, with players from Utah County coming up here and, and uh, making the transition. And, and uh, if you go back through the years, there's been uh, so many guys that have played good football for us. I think it started out with the Christensen brothers uh, way back when Kimball and Howard Christensen made the move. They were, they were guys that, uh, Typically would have been locks to stay in Provo and play, but but uh, they came up here and and uh, there's a lot of guys that have followed suit and followed in their footsteps. And you know I don't have a list in front of me, but I'm going to tell you there's been a lot of players from from down there that have uh, been very successful up here. Our next question will come from Josh Furlong, KSL.com, followed by Hans Olson. Yeah, Kyle, you've mentioned several times um, that you're obviously going to need to go into maybe the transfer portal or some other means to get to uh, wide receivers in the in the offseason. You know, with with spring football and being able to see what you've you've got there, you know, has has any of your your uh, decisions changed in terms of like the types of players that you're going to recruit or is anything that way or, or is it just more adding depth to be able to make sure that you have enough to go and fall? Well, I think it's adding the best players that are, that are available. And it may not be players. It may just be one. Uh, but uh, one for certain we need. And, and two would probably be the optimal number. It could creep to three, but I, I doubt that. That would be the absolute uh, ceiling on that. But uh, we just need to find the, the most productive playmakers that we can find. And it doesn't necessarily have to be an inside guy or an outside guy. Uh, just production. And uh, that's... That's the uh, you know, what we're doing now, and and uh, we feel like we've got uh, a good handle on it. We've got some really good prospects, and there's going to be more. Like like we all know, after spring ball, I think there's going to be a, another influx of uh, 
players into the portal, but but uh, we'll come away with uh, a guy or two that will help us, and that's that's uh, you know that's already ongoing that, that process and that search. Following up real quick on that, how do you feel like in these these few weeks that you've had that the players have been how how receptive do you think they've been to Chad Bumpus and kind of the the message that he's able to provide while also allowing these guys to to improve in their games? Very receptive, a lot a lot of positive feedback and. And uh, you know, sometimes the change is good, and, and uh, just you know a new face and a new voice, and, and I think uh, that's been the case with us. And it's nothing against uh, past receiver coaches or Coach Holiday; they've all been outstanding. But but I think Chad has been very well received by our players, as well as Charlie Brewer. You know that's important. That's an important thing that you're, you, know, you bring a new quarterback in, compete for that starting job. He's got to fit as well. And Charlie, so far, has been an outstanding fit. Our final question this morning for Coach Whittingham will come from Hans Olson. Well, Coach, you kind of answered my question. I was going to say I really aren't – I'm not interested in a name. Just curious if there is a quarterback that is really separating themselves through the spring through four weeks. Charlie Brewer, hands down. He's, he's uh, been uh, everything we hope to be to this point. Uh, you know, he's uh, – He's a proven bet. I mean, he's uh, he's got a lot of experience under his belt at the Power Five level. He's thrown for a ton of yards and won a bunch of games, and so that's what we expected. And so far, he's been exactly what we had expected. And and uh, as he continues to digest and assimilate the offense, he gets better and better. And it's going to be a, a great battle between him and Cam this fall because they're two outstanding quarterbacks.